So, challenges, right? We do this. We've been doing this for a long time. Many of us have worked in different industries. Some of us got in this construction engineering industry and said, oh my, what have I got myself into, right? But some of the problems that we face are the same. So challenges from our leaders, right? None of this list is new. Challenges for our employees. I want a supervisor who cares about me, about career paths. So our engagement survey results, let me tell you a little bit about Terracon. Terracon is about 5,000 employees. About 2,000 are our hourly staff, technicians, and drillers. And about 3,000 are engineers and scientists. We do about $800 million in revenue. We do materials testing, environmental, uh, engine, excuse me, geotechnical, and then also facilities. Um, my background, just to kind of get you up to speed on me, I've been at Terracon for four years. As, currently, as the chief people officer, I was at HNTB, which is an engineering company, civil. Uh, I was president of business services there, which is kind of like a CAO role. And prior to that, I was in the crazy restaurant industry for about 20 years between Wendy's and Applebee's. So it probably got more carryover than I would like to admit from those days to these days. So now back to Terracon. We do engagement survey. I think with Kathy, it must have been Qualtrics, as I saw that survey, I'm like, I know what that looks like. So top three reasons people stay. Number two, career potential. Top three reasons people may leave, career potential. Top reasons why people join Terracon, career potential, right? Either I get it or I don't get it. And if I don't get it, I'll find someone else that will get it to me. So that's our big challenge for all of us sitting around this room. So what are we trying to do to tackle it, right? So let's go through the list of stuff that we've done. Everybody will have a personal development plan, right? And we'll check that box, and we'll make sure everybody has one. Ah, that works kind of okay. Tuition reimbursement. Let's give people money to go out there. We'll pay them to go get education. We'll, we'll put up big budgets so they can go to conferences like this and learn more about it. My favorite, formal mentor programs. And again, I'm not zinging them because if they work, they're great. But I haven't found one that has been a system-wide that's worked. That's my own personal experience. So if you can do it differently, I'd love to hear about that. And then leadership development, right? Hey, let's get our folks, let's lead together, especially that first-line leader, and let's really make sure that they know how to coach, right? Kathy, that's just a key skill of coaching from that perspective. I, I don't know about you, but I feel like it's, I'm an airplane, and I just threw, keep throwing the ideas out of the back of the plane, and I hope some land, but I'm not having a huge success rate. So what did we do at Terracon? When I got there first four years ago, Performance management, that's kind of a little bit old topic, but when I got there four years ago, they're like, it sucks. I'm like, okay, well, what sucks about it? What's well, not working? Okay, well, what's not working? And we had the basic thing, set goals annually, right? Have a review, do self-assessment, tell you how you did, et cetera, turn the form into HR. We had a 20% turn into HR, and I'm guessing we had 40% who actually even had the conversation to start with. So what I said is, well, what do you want, okay? Because we can make a performance management thing do whatever you want. What is it you want? So one of my operating group managers said, I'd just like them to have a conversation. I'd just like them to find out what the heck's going on in the employee's life. I don't, I'm not looking for solving world hunger here. Because I want to know, you know, if, does that employee trust their boss? Does that person feel like they're being treated as a person first, employee second? And can I, do I truly believe they can help me grow my career? So... I said, okay, let me go back to my past life, which was Applebee's. We had a deck of cards that we called the Pulse Cards. It was an opportunity to learn what was going on from our employees. So I'm going to give you a little bit of, it's this easy, a deck of cards. You think, that's corny. This is probably true. It is corny. 
Here's what the employee does. And what we trained this, we said, hey, boss, 80% of the conversation is driven by the employee, 20% by you, and that's asking questions. And the first question was, well, when do I get to tell them all the bad things they're doing? That's the other 364 days of the year. This one, you're going to actually listen to them and hear what they have to say. Okay, fair enough. So it's pretty easy, positive, neutral, negative. There's 26 cards. I'll read you some. I feel safe and comfortable speaking about safety. I'm satisfied with my job responsibilities. I have enough opportunity to gain knowledge and learn new skills. I work with great people. I have a boss who cares about me. They're pretty basic cards. So what an employee does is they put them in the three different piles. And they pick the three in each pile they want to talk about. Now, you say, well, John, that sounds like, you know, we're talking about the deck of cards. Here's the weird thing. It gives the permission to the employee to bring up the tough topics. I've given you a card, so it must be okay to bring up, but my boss doesn't care about me because it's on a card. And I can put it down on the table. I don't have to say anything. And that's what starts the conversation. And that's where the magic happens. So it's a pretty basic concept. The instructions are on one card, so it's not like you have to do some. Now, your first thing is going to say, well, what do you do with that? Is there a form turned in? There ain't no form turned in. There ain't no form that goes to HR. So your next question might be, well, how do you know it's happening? Fair question. So here's what we do. We send out to a sample of 400 employees, but we don't have any other system than that. And we found out about 80% of our employees are doing it. Kind of RJ's, I'm okay that 20% are not kind of thing. If I got 80% that are actually having a conversation and it's a meaningful conversation, I'll take that any day. So what are the results showing? We introduced this in 16. Sorry about the typo there. We had three things. We do an annual engagement survey similar to Kathy. So three surveys. I received positive feedback for doing good work. Statistically significant was 2% jump in our population. I have a supervisor who knows and cares about me, 2% jump. My supervisor regularly provides me with constructive feedback to improve my job performance, 3% jump. Remember, we didn't have any of those things, right? So some of those things just kind of jump by virtue of, hey, I got a boss who actually wants to hear what I have to say. So we actually moved it. Here's some of the comments we had. And remember, I got, you know, I have primarily engineers, okay? I love them, but... They can be a little passive-aggressive, okay? So the comment was, I thought this process was going to be a very cheesy and psychologically-based experience. Is everything but. It generated great conversation and will benefit our department in the long run. Again, I thought this was going to be a waste of time. However, after finishing the process with my department manager, I changed my mind. I found it empowering, it was easy, and it made sense and worked for me. And again, the, the, always, always, the skill that we had to focus on for the supervisor was asking questions. Not solving it, but just asking questions. Okay, so let's, let's take a tough one. The boss doesn't care about me. Okay, that's personal. What, what am I doing? Right? What am I doing that's showing you that? So it was all questions. We didn't see, you don't have to solve everything in that time you're sitting down with the employees. Just listen and understand where they're coming from. Of course, you're going to have to do something about it eventually, but right now, just seek to understand to use Covey Talk. So, so that's great, John, but that tool only gets hears from the employee. When is the boss supposed to do his or her part in giving feedback? Well, we rolled this out in 
Like I said, we rolled this out in 16, the connection conversations. So then we took a little time to say, well, okay, you're right. Absolutely, we got to give employees feedback. And we need to find out what they think is strengths and opportunities. The cards seem to really be a hit. So guess what? It's more cards. So it's easy. Performance management and out of your pocket. It's kind of what I call it. So let me talk about that part. So it's pretty simple also. There's three piles. Good, grow, and great. Each employee has their own deck of cards. The supervisor has a deck of cards. We had done our core competency analysis. We knew what the core competencies were for the organization. We knew what the core competencies for the leadership. That's it. That's all the cards you have. So you basically, as an employee, I select the card that goes in each of the piles. And me as a supervisor, I select the cards that go in each pile for you, the employee. We have a discussion. Remember the last one I said was 80-20? This one's 50-50. That's how we set it up, right? So what, geez, what happens if I think is teamwork, the employees thinks are great, and I, and I think it's grow? Guess what? I guess you'll have a conversation about that, won't you? You'll have a conversation about why do you think you're great about that? Why do I think you're a grow about that? Let's talk about that. Again, the whole point here is making it simple. Next question you're going to ask. You turn everything in? Nope. Don't turn anything in. And again, trust me, that goes against every HR thing I know growing up. So I'm, I'm not sure I'm even still a believer in that process, and we're trying to figure out how to do that. So that's basically how the tools work. Um, this one we rolled out in 1617. Feedback was, feel like I'm finally having a real discussion about my performance. And again, it's the conversation. It's not me. Because again, the, the key is, how do you get people to have the exchange? It's not I'm right because I'm the supervisor and you're wrong, the employee, or vice versa. But you're just trying to have the dialogue. Now, it's all great that we're wanting to have those conversations, and I think we're getting better at it. But again, yes, we need to develop our leaders on skills. And Kathy talked about coaching. We've been focusing on the top three as our biggies. 360 listening, radical candor, and powerful questions. We said if we can just get those three traits, which are really the basics of coaching, probably add in empathy if you were to build in to really complete the model from that perspective. That's what we're focused on. We have the other ones that you can see there on the list. And we're also training them in different ways. We're not just having the class, but for each of these modules, we have a one-hour module, experiential learning module for each of them that we've developed. But we're also building it into what we're talking about. So when we're talking about safety, we build it into the model. When we're talking about project management, we're building into discussion. So it's not this, oh, over here when you talk about people, oh, yeah, that's great. No, we're talking about how you do everyday management. That's where this comes into how you're doing your work. How do you have the radical candor about that project was unsuccessful? Let's talk about why it was unsuccessful. Because that's the conversations, at least with my engineers, we're like, well, they, they did okay. The results suck. I mean, they didn't do okay. Well, I know, but I don't want to upset them. I don't want them to leave. Okay, do you want performance to improve? Yeah. Well, when are you going to have that conversation? So we're trying to make it everyday authentic conversations. So we've got the connection conversation, which I showed you. I got the career conversations, which I showed you. The safety check-ins are the same thing. 
when you're on a project site and you're checking with safety, connect with the person. Find out what's going on. Ask them the questions. Don't just go, because when we first rolled out safety check-ins, they were a checklist, right? Oh, I'm supposed to ask you, do you have your PPE in on today? Okay, where's the hazards on there? And we went through a checklist, and then we entered it into the app, and we were good. But we weren't having a conversation. We were not connecting with the employee. We didn't know anything about them other than they had the PPE and they knew where the hazards were. That was important, but obviously, they're also an opportunity to build a connection. So recap. How do you make it comfortable to have the conversation between the boss and employee? That's where we're trying to solve, right? Boss gets all wound up when they want to have the conversation. Employees, performance management, right? They're dreading it. Oh, my wife is a nurse. She's like, oh, God, it's performance evaluation day. I'm like, why is it so bad? Oh, it's going to be awkward. We're going to talk about stuff. And it's just both sides are dreading it, right? So the key is how do you not make it that thing that people dread? And I think the magic here, the cards is cheesy or whatever word you want to use for them. They break down that initial barrier. It's like, okay, great. I can pop it up there. And so I don't, I don't, have to, I don't even have to say it. It's the card's there. And then we can have the conversation about it. If you're interested in having your own connection conversations, the guy that created them is at CCI, and you're more than welcome to do that. And there you go, folks. <laughs>